0: Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ, and I want to issue a personal invitation to everyone. Now, Gene Miller and I, I consider Gene to be a dear friend. I think he's just dead wrong on what he's got up in his blog. He's like, well, what's the big deal with Troy Aikman and Joe Buck? I'm sorry, I I, I disagree. I think think, um, Aikman in particular, an incredible homer, um, but... But that's okay. Reasonable people can disagree. But one thing that we all agree on is when it comes to watching the Packers, well, there's no better way to do it than if you want to hear the game call, you listen to Wayne and Larry. One of the problems, and I understand this, is the syncing the radio broadcast up because the delays on TV are are all different. Direct TV has a different delay than Time Warner does. I think Time Warner has a different delay depending on whether it's HD or regular. It's just all those different type of things. It's different if you're watching over the air. So one of the big complaints is, yeah, you know, Jeff, we'd love to listen to the game, the call by Wayne and Larry, but the problem is if we're also watching the game on television, you know, we 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 hear the call 3 seconds before the play occurred or 3 seconds after, whatever. So I understand that that is an issue. Well, okay, no more, my friends. Here is what we are doing. Sunday afternoon, it's our it's our tailgate party, and it is at Turner Hall, which is right across from the Bradley Center. Turner Hall is, of course, the location that we have used before for our um, various events. Christmas Carol two years ago, It's a Wonderful Life uh, this year. That That's our location. It is absolutely free, and, and we're having just a huge Packers-watching party. And what we're going to do, we give you the opportunity to hear the hometown call at Turner Hall. Free event. Did I say it was a free event? We're going to show the NFC Championship game on a massive TV screen and we're going to sink it to the radio broadcast over the PA. This will be uh, Milwaukee's largest Packers part watch party, and again, we're excited to host this as the flagship station for the Packers in conjunction with our friends at the paps Theater Group. Please come, please bring your friends, support the station if you are able. This is the place you want to be. Our very own Gene Miller is going to be the MC, and after the Packers score, there's going to be drawings. He's going to be giving away stuff. I don't know what's on the agenda to give out, but lots of great stuff. Um, my intention is to try to get down there at least for the, the when the doors open. I'd, I'd love to, love to greet you. I'd love to say hi. Um, doors open at one o'clock. Did I mention it is absolutely free to attend Sunday, January 22nd? No better place to be to watch the Packers and listen to the call than Turner Hall for the Giant Packers watch party. All right. There is, of course, I mean, I understand around here, we're all tuned in to what's going to happen on Sunday afternoon. On Friday, and now it's um, it's about forty eight hours. We are it is now Barack Obama of forty eight hours. Uh, the inauguration. Our time is going to be ten to twelve. We're also going to be carrying that live on Friday, but the inauguration is going to take place. This inauguration is different, and I think everybody, particularly law enforcement, knows this. There's a there's a story out of Washington. It's on one of the Washington TV stations. It really kind of caught my attention. Because people in Washington candidly are on edge. We, we collectively in this country have been on edge when it comes to big events, well, really ever since September 11th, 2001. I mean, that, that's the day when lots and lots of stuff changed in this world, when we recognized that America was vulnerable to acts from foreign extremists. But this inauguration is different. Um, Here's the story I'm looking at from WTOP. Unprecedented threats drive Secret Service inauguration security. Secret Service Director Joseph Clancy says the threat environment for this inauguration and the campaign that led up to it is different from previous ones. Different from previous ones. Members of U.S. law enforcement are going to be deploying countermeasures to prevent a large truck attack, such as those that killed dozens in Nice, France, and Berlin last year, from happening. Secret Service director also said that they are convinced that attempts to launch other violent and dangerous acts are well within the range of possibility. Uh, Clancy says the threat environment for this inauguration and the campaign that led up to it is different from previous ones. He says, I think people today are willing to do things that they may have not been willing to do in the past. Annie, you know, talks about, like, several instances in the campaign where people jumped over um, security zones. In the past, it was rare for that to happen. Today, people were willing to do this. So, I mean, they're concerned about people jumping barricades. They're concerned about lone wolves and terror organizations that are developing more and more creative type of plots. And they are also concerned that the nature and the rhetoric of the campaign— the fact that you have, and this is now me, I think kind of interpreting it, the fact that you have people who continue to be so worked up, so worked up that they're willing to do and say all sorts of things, this whole idea that Donald Trump is not legitimate, that I think Secret Service and other operatives very much on edge. Four one four seven nine nine one six twenty. that's the AccuNet mortgage toll-free talk line. Now, I understand when Barack Obama was elected president, there were concerns that because of his race, there would be extremists who might be willing to lash out at the first African-American man elected president. And thankfully, I'm sure there were plots that were probably caught over the years, but thankfully that did not happen. Now that Donald Trump is taking office, do you think security needs to be tighter than ever? Do you think that there are people out there, more so than ever, who would like to do something to disrupt the Trump presidency and are willing to take extreme measures to affect that? 414 799 1620 800 877 1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage toll free talk line. All right. The security need to be tight. Security is always incredibly tight around U.S. presidents. Unfortunately, it needs to be. All right. Is Trump is Trump on a different level when it comes to that? Four one four and why? Four one four seven nine nine one six twenty is the number. If you're on the line, please hold on. Eleven fourteen. Jeff Wagner, six twenty WTMJ. 1116, Jeff Wagner, 620, WTMJ. We know the Packers are in Atlanta this weekend for the NFC title game, but don't worry, we'll bring the Lambeau Field tailgate party to you. It's WTMJ's Run the Table tailgate, where we give away free food for your Packers' cookout all throughout the playoffs. One lucky listener gets their food. Uh, li- one lucky listener um, actually. That was last week. Gene Miller delivered the food. But this week, uh, Gene's not making the deliveries, but we still have the awards. Listen all day to WTMJ for your chance to win. WTMJ's run-the-table tailgate, courtesy of Bunzel's old-fashioned meat market and catering, sponsored by Transitions. All right, the reports are that security, which is always tight for inaugurations, is going to be even tighter. Um, Authorities are concerned about, obviously, lone wolves, organized terror events, but they're also concerned that – Just because of the nature of this campaign, people are perhaps more likely to engage in this sort of extreme behavior. If I were advising Donald Trump, not that he would listen, my advice would be, you know, Mr. President-elect, soon to be Mr. President, when security tells you stuff, I would listen to that because I think – I think for whatever reason, there's a lot of the dynamic around here. People rec- refusing to recognize the Trump presidency is legitimate, people being upset by the nature of the campaign. I, I think I think there's more potential than ever that you might have some crazy out there that decides they're going to try to do something. And I really hope I'm wrong. Mike on the northwest side. Mike, good morning. You're on 620 WTMJ. Hey, uh,
1: good morning, Jeff. Hi, Mike. Yeah, Mike, my, my, my concern is the same as yours. I, I think the you know, uh, when Barack Obama was elected president, there was, okay, the Republicans, whoever it was, whatever. They said, "Okay, let's just ride with it." Now it's just like a whole different story. It's like a open book that's like I've never ever seen before, uh, with people just going crazy and doing whatever they want to do. And people just, uh, well, there was, there was
0: always, I mean, I, I'm sure that President Obama got lots of death threats. I'm sure there was a lot of that stuff that was out there. And there was always the concern, sure like I'm I said, sure you that you had that racial type of stuff. But, but that was, it was kind of always, it was in the, it was in the, the, the weeds. It, it wasn't as prominent. And I'm not saying there's people that are coming out and saying, let's do violence. But that's when you have people saying this is not a legitimate presidency or anything like that. Um, right. Um, you know, that's, 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 I think, one of the things that there are the concerns about. So and I I guess, and I'm, I'm not predicting something like that's going to happen. You certainly hope you don't. But I I mean, I think for the next couple years, there there needs to be intense security, because I, you, you could just see some, some crazy sort of person who gets worked up by some of the stuff that's out there fed into by some people who perhaps should know better who aren't urging violence but are saying this is not a legitimate presidency president or or this is going to be the end of the world as we know it and he's going to destroy the planet you could see you could see some disaffected loser doing something crazy
1: yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, no, thanks, about that. no th- and I guess that's that. That is that is part of the concern about this this entire situation. And look, and I, I also get that you know that the nature of this campaign has fed into that. I also you know understand that Donald Trump is an incredibly divisive figure, and that that some of these you know that 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 he you know he's got this sort of take no prisoners attitude whereas a lot of you know a lot of politicians just turn you know turn the other cheek and ignore things he responds and then of course you know the, the whole thing starts to escalate which is one of the reasons why i think it would be in his interest and he's not taking advice from me but i think it would be in his interest to kind of lay off the twitter and things like that the twitter feeds and things like that and just um start to be more quote unquote presidential in the usual type of sense, because I think he fosters some of this. But I I am a little bit worried about the climate, just like when Barack Obama took over. I I think that there were some legitimate concerns about the climate then. I just think it's worse now. Mike and Sean O. Mike, you're on 620 WTMJ.
1: How you doing? Hi, Mike. uh, Good. uh, I don't know. I even hate to think about it, but if something does happen to Donald Trump during the inauguration, I think there's going to be a civil war in this country. Really bad. Um, I mean, the way they're talking right now with everything going on about how legitimate he is and everything else and all the millennials that voted for uh, Barack Obama because they never had a president before, anybody under 27, they were buffaloed so bad. But these people are mind works. And if something, uh, one of these crazy people, even if it's one, if we find out it's from the left or one of the liberals in this country, it's going to spark a civil war. I well, guarantee
0: it. I, well, I see. I think. I mean, I certainly. I mean, I hope that's not the case. That's one of the reasons why I think it would be the in the interest of of everybody, uh, especially the political figures, to kind of dial down the rhetoric a, a little bit. I mean, the you, okay, you've got fifty two and counting, you know, Democratic members of Congress who've decided that they're not going to attend the inauguration, fine. But, I mean, the, the impetus is this, is we think Donald Trump is going to be awful. We don't think it's a legitimate presidency. And, again, I, I understand that these aren't calls to violence. I, I get all that. And I think certainly, you know, politics isn't beanbag. You get the opportunity to be critical of of the president. You get the opportunity to have these issues. But but some of the, this conversation is is not helpful. It's just not helpful and to the extent we're not going to ever go back to a point where we dial down the rhetoric and I think again you you can say this about both sides but to the extent that we're not going to dial down the rhetoric it just needs means that I think everybody needs to be extra extra cautious because well you could just again see some disaffected person who's watching these stories or hearing these stories who then you know uses this as a motivation and and will the will the people who said for example donald trump is not a legitimate president will they be to blame no no they won't it'll it'll be the disaffected you know loser if they try to act out but at the same time it's this real thing that's there and i think we need to be mindful of that and i hope Four years from now, or eight years from now, I, I hope we can look back and say, just like we had concerns when Barack Obama became the first African American president, and boy, sigh of relief, nothing, you know, nothing happened to, to bring out some of like our worst fears. Hopefully, we're going to be able to say that four or eight years from now. But I do think, I mean, in this case, I certainly agree with the folks from the Secret Service um, that this is that this is a different time, and we are in uncharted territory. <coughs> Eleven twenty-six. Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ, coming up in less than 10 minutes. Would you take the points? Stick around. Um, Starting, well, um, let's see. Is this gone into effect right now or very, very shortly? As of January 17th, so starting this week in Milwaukee County, they have made changes to the the GoPass program. And I would describe these changes as being a good first step. A while back, in an effort to pander to senior citizens who represent a big portion of the voting population, the Milwaukee County Board decided they essentially wanted to create these things called go-passes, which would allow senior citizens to ride the buses for free. You hit 65, you could ride the buses for free. Now, up until then, what happened is you could, if you were 65 or older, you qualified for a discount. So you could ride the buses for a dollar. But the idea was we're going to have senior citizens be able to ride the buses for free. Interestingly, Senior citizens groups from around the county, nobody pushed for this. This was not something that people said we've got this crying need for, that people can't afford to pay a dollar for this. But it was something that you had some of the politicians on the county board who decided we want to pander to the voters. We want to be able to say we, we've done this. Well, all right, what happened is, and this is what always happens, you know, there was this idea. We asked, well, how much is this going to cost, you know, the bus system? And they think, oh, it's not going to be a big deal at all. Well, it's turned out to be a huge deal. And as a result of this, what you've seen is the, the bus company, which has, been hand, you know, which has been hemorrhaging money for a long while, you know, they, it made it even worse because you, had also, you have all sorts of people who previously were paying relatively small amounts of money that now were riding this for free. And it, it wasn't means-tested at all. Now, look, I, just because you're 65 years old, doesn't mean that you can't afford to pay for the bus ride i mean it it just it doesn't so they have finally made some modest changes like i say um previously these had been available to all county residents who were 65 years of age or older or disabled um now now if you don't already have a go pass and you're 65 years or older you must you must be receiving either medicaid or food share benefits to be eligible for the free fair pass. Um, so there's at least some degree of means testing that's going on. and I understand some people might say, well that, that's not fair. You're discriminating against people who you know aren't, aren't of uh, you know low income, but th- this is a fair type of thing. There's a cost associated with everything you do. And again, the county board, rushed into this. Credit where credit is due. Chris Abley came out and Abley vetoed this because he said, look, this this is, of all the different programs that we have, if we were going to take this money and try to put it towards something to help senior citizens, this isn't the top 10 of priorities. This isn't the top 50. This isn't the top 100. So the way this has now been changed for first-time applicants, if you don't already have the GOPASS, what you're going to have to do is, in order to get the free rides, you're going to, again, have to be on either the food share program or receiving Medicaid. So if you're somebody that's got $4 million sitting in your 401k or your IRA or whatever, you're, you're not going to get to ride the Milwaukee County bus for free. And with all due respect, while I do not think we should be punishing people for saving money over the course of their lifetime, if you've got a bunch of money sitting in your 401k plan or your IRA plan or you're well off in retirement, you really don't need free bus rides, especially since that. That comes at a cost to a struggling bus system. Eleven thirty-four, Jeff Wagner, six twenty, WTMJ. You know the guys in the field, but what about the man in charge? What led Packers President Mark Murphy to Green Bay? How much longer will he stay in the front office? Hear from the president during Packers one-on-one with Greg Matzik Sunday afternoon at eleven oh seven. Sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors, Wisconsin, New Generation RV, and Sound Decisions of Racine. Now, also want to just emphasize this: we just rolled this out uh, this morning, and it's very, very exciting. We are having a Packers watch party. Um, Your chance to hear the Hometown Call at Turner Hall. I love the alliteration. We have people that work here that just stay up nights trying to think of just great alliteration. That's good. Hometown Call at Turner Hall. Um, It is a free event. Did I mention it's free? And we're going to show the NFC Championship game on a massive TV screen. But what's really cool is we're going to sync the radio broadcast over the PA. Gene Miller is going to be the MC when the Packers score. He's got stuff that he's going to give out. I don't even know what that's going to be, but it's going to be, hopefully, Milwaukee's biggest Packers watch party. We are excited to host it as the flagship station of the Green Bay Packers in conjunction with the Paps Theater Group. Doors open at 1 p.m. Stop down. Say hi. We are looking forward to it. Speaking of that, I've actually um, – I I have to confess, I would say that if I am a betting guy, but I actually am on on occasion. I am a betting guy. The Atlanta-Green Bay game – uh, according to the odds makers uh the Atlanta Falcons, who are at home, typically the home team typically is going to get a few points' advantage more often than not, the home team's the favorites but tip, uh, generally speaking, being at home is worth about three points as a general rule, there are exceptions um the odd the lines the the betting lines. Pretty much, they opened up at four and a half points. The Atlanta Falcons are four and a half points. I'm looking at all these different places where if you were inclined and you were in Las Vegas and you could legally bet, you would legally bet, um, You know, the, the, some places it's as low as four points. Other places, it's as high as five points. But in general, that's kind of the range. The Falcons are four to five point favorites, which meant if you decided that you wanted to wager on this um, and you took the Packers, you would essentially start out with the score for betting purposes being 4 or 5 to to nothing, because oddsmakers believe the Falcons are likely to win by that margin, 4 to 5 points. All right, just one segment, because I am intrigued where Packer Nation is. 414-799-1620, 800-877-1620, which is the Acunet Mortgage toll-free talk line. All right, Packers are 4 to 5 point underdogs. How do you think they're going to do How are you feeling about this game? It is Wednesday. The game is Sunday. Still don't know about some of the injuries. You know, is Morgan Burnett going to play? Is Jordy Nelson going to play? But if this were your – if you were sitting in Las Vegas, you had, you know, your hand on your – you had your hand on your wallet and you had to make a decision as to what you were going to do with the dough. Do you think the Packers – what would you bet on the Packers? Do you think that – do you think that they're going to win? Do you think that they're going to lose, but they're going to lose close? What do you think about the line? How do you, how are you feeling about the Packers right now? 414-799-1620-800-877-1620. That's the Aconet Mortgage toll free talk line. Okay. Packers Nation. It's Wednesday. I understand that we've got a few more days to go. I understand that a lot of stuff can happen, but is this a team of destiny? Is this a team that's going to get past the Atlanta Falcons or You know, do we have something to worry about? And one of the things when it comes to wagering is that, you know, it's one thing to do it with your your heart. But when you're starting to talk about, like, you know, hard, cold money, you you want to also talk about it with your head. 414-799-1620, 800-877-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage toll-free talk line. How are you feeling about the game today? Mike on the northwest side. Mike, you're first. Good morning.
1: Ah, uh, good morning, Jeff. Uh, hey, I think the Packers are going to win. I don't know why, but I just think the juice is with them. I think uh, all the stars are in line with them. They're, they won eight, whatever eight in a row. Eight now. in a row. Yep. And I, I think that the the stars are aligned for them.
0: Well, it's you that's know
1: way, that's what, that's my thought.
0: Well, you know, I I, think,
1: I, I put a couple hundred on it.
0: Uh, okay, well, there you go. I mean, thanks. You know, the um, I mean, one of the things I have learned when. One of the things I have learned from Wayne Larravee over the years that we've known each other is one of the things he's always said is it's not who you play, it's when you play them. And, you know, you witness like in the middle of the year, Seattle was an incredibly hot team and something happened. They kind of cooled off. Now they're out of the playoffs, So it, it. I think you can make an argument that they now Atlanta's playing well too, but that there's no hotter team in football than the Packers. So Mike feels good about it. 414-799-1620, 800-877-1620. one six twenty eight hundred eight seven seven one six twenty. Let's talk to um, John in Franklin. John, good morning. You're in six twenty WTMJ. Uh,
1: good morning, Jeff. You, uh, I think the Packers are going to beat the spread, and I think they're going to win in a tight one.
0: Okay, so this is is now. Are you talking with your head or are you talking with your heart, my friend?
1: I am talking with the ring on Roger's finger.
0: <laughs> as long as you got Aaron Rodgers, you think they got a pretty good chance, huh? Yes. Yeah. Does it matter whether Jordy Nelson plays?
1: Uh, it sure didn't last week.
0: Um, no. They, well, no. Thanks to God, they were. That that that's true. I mean, and Dallas was, of course, the number one seed. Um, it, you know, I tell you. I felt the same way in 2010. It was kind of this like sort of special team. On paper, were the Packers the best team in 2010? No, but they got hot at the right time. This defense is not because of the injuries, is nowhere near as good as the 2010 one was, but still, they're figuring out a way to to get it done. Let's talk to Beth in Greenfield. Beth, good morning. You're on 620 WTMJ.
1: Good morning. How are you?
0: I am well, thank you. I cannot wait for Sunday afternoon, 205 kickoff, though.
1: Me too. And I would bet with my head and my heart.
0: Okay. But on who? Who's going to win? On the
1: Packers. On the Packers. (laughs) Okay. And I'm basing this on um, the last time we played them, we only lost by a point. Right. And our injured reserve was considerably more than what it is right now. Right. And as much as I would really like to see Jordy there, I understand that ribs do not heal in a week. Yep. So, and we did very well without him last week, so
0: Okay, so you're you're pretty confident that uh, come about 5:30 on Sunday afternoon, everybody in Packer Nation is going to be celebrating.
1: Yes, and I'll be doing a happy dance.
0: Well, from uh, your lips to God's ears, Beth. Thanks for the call. 414799 one 1620 Jan and Brown Deer. Jan, you're on six twenty WTMJ. Good morning.
1: Good morning, Jeff.
0: All right, you feeling good about this?
1: I'm feeling very excellent, hmm. optimistic about it. Very confident. See,
0: everybody's given me some. I, I think they're going to win too. But I'm I'm so glad to hear all the, this positive vibe that's out there. Why do you think they're going to win?
1: Oh, I think they're on a roll. I think they just mm-hmm. they just got they just have the um, the magic the, the mm-hmm. electricity. And Rogers is just very confident, and I think his team is um, around him is confident, and yep. they just got it. They just got it together.
0: Yeah, attitude. Attitude is a lot, and I mean, let's face it. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons not trying to diss Atlanta, but they, you know they they haven't won the they haven't won the big games. Not to say that this might not be the year, but there is this experience. The Packers are in the playoffs for a long time. You know, Aaron Rodgers has been to the Super Bowl. Mike McCarthy's been to the Super Bowl. I, I think you can. I see. I'm with you. If I were in Las Vegas. I, I'd be taking the Packers. I'd be, and, and if you're going to give me... I'd be taking the pa- Packers straight up. If you're going to give me four points, that's like stealing almost.
1: <laughs> no, the Packers, Packers got it. Packers got it.
0: There you go. Okay, thanks. Well, see, that's, that's the attitude that you want to hear. Now, I, by the way, I am not encouraging people to wager. That's, you know, I'm not... I'm just saying that if I were in Las Vegas, which I will not be, and you could legally place a bet, and I was standing at uh, the MGM Sportsbook, I think I would be inclined to bet on the Packers as well. But I acknowledge... There there, there might be some of I'm going with my, you know, heart more than my head, but I think you can make a strong argument as to why they're going to do well. Angie and Racine. Angie, you're on 620 WTMJ. Good morning.
1: Hi. Good morning. What do you think? Well, my bet is on the Packers. I think our defense is uh, just good enough that uh, we're going to pull through on this one. Yeah. The only thing that does scare me, though, is we've been on a hot streak. I know. Eventually, <laughs> those don't last forever. And yeah, two well, more games.
0: Yeah, well, that, that's Hopefully. it. I guess, I guess you're, you're right. I mean, I, I actually, you know, if the hot streak wants to end, I'd like to see it be like, say, the first or the second preseason game. You know, next summer. You know, let, let's let this roll go on for you know one or two more games. Wouldn't that be? Wouldn't um, that be cool? I'm hoping. Yeah. No. Thank, no. It's. It, it, I mean, it's just. It's. It's just incredible. I um. I have, I have a friend who lived on the east coast for most of her life and she's just just moved with her husband here and you know she was just telling me she said I just I'm amazed at how obsessed the status he said you know everybody you see everybody's wearing packers gear you know all the time i said yeah and you know and, and she's lived in all sorts of you know like sports places i mean she's you know lived in areas where you know th- there's a passionate devotion to sports teams but nothing like this where everybody just on a regular basis is wearing their their packers stuff let's talk to craig in for craig you're on 620 wtmj good morning
1: good morning jeff hey, uh, thanks for coming to the morning and well, my pleasure uh, I would go first of all with the over/under. I would probably go under uh, since both defenses are being criticized. Yeah. I think they're going to come out and show, and then there's going to be some nerves, uh, you know, definitely on the offensive side.
0: Yeah, this is for people who don't know what you're. T- I mean, over/under—they set a number, and then you can you can wager on whether the teams combined will score more. or points than that number or less points than the number the over under this time is like 60.5 which is i think the highest the largest over number in years and years in the nfl playoffs meaning the odds makers think the
1: playoffs especially right the playoffs you know, yes. uh, and they say defense wins super bowls but uh, uh, there's not a whole lot of defense uh you know, unfortunately, New England's uh, probably looking good on defense. But uh, I would take, if I could get the Packers in four and a half, you know, just in case it's 28-24. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, right.
0: but you th- okay, do you, who's going to win? Do you think the, Pack- you think the Packers the Bowl, are going to win? Oh, I'm happy. Yeah, well, that, that's it. Yeah, you know, kind of anybody but the Cowboys. Let's talk to Austin in Kenosha. Austin, you're on 620 WTMJ. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you for calling. How are you feeling about this?
1: I'm feeling great. So we go back to week eight, and we led the game until four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Right. Uh, I will add that we had Jordy Nelson, but we're absent of Randall Cobb, Ty Montgomery, and Jared Cook. And Jared Cook, who's really stepped up the
0: tight end. Yep.
1: We now have all three and possible Jordy Nelson, so I think it's an easy win.
0: An easy win. Wow. Absolutely. An easy win. So in other words, by the middle of the third quarter, I can just kind of relax and go do other stuff and, and just not have to worry about it, huh?
1: Correct. Not much of a barn burner this.
0: <laughs> well, I tell you, the thanks for call, Austin. I know, I, boy. Trust me. I, I do. I really hope that you are right because it's actually it's actually the same woman I was just talking about who just recently relocated here. I, I watched. Um, and God bless you, Susan. We're, I was over at her house. I'm in her family room with her husband and her son, and the three of us were all in our different Packers jerseys. We're in the family room, got the big TV there, and at the end, she said, I've got to take a picture of this, because we're all standing just at the end, those last two minutes of the game, we're just all standing silently, looking at the TV set, you know, beers in hands, watching this type of stuff. I don't, I just don't think my heart can take, I don't think this, this old heart can take you know, too many of these, can Mason Crosby kick a 56-yard field goal, or, or can he hit, you know, two 52-yard field goals in a row? I'm, I am cautiously, cautiously, cautiously optimistic, but I'm going to tell you, I hope Austin is right, that uh, by the middle of the third quarter, this game is pretty much all over, but the shouting, would not that be cool? For the Packers to be back in the Super Bowl in Houston. And I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility. Once again, um, if you want to watch the game with us, I think this, I'm just great that, I'm just really thrilled that Station Management was able to work this out with our friends at the PAPS Theater Group. We've been announcing this all morning. We're going to have a Packers watch party at Turner Hall, which is the location we've used for some of our events in the past. It is free. Open to the public. Gene Miller is going to be the MC. We're going to show the game on a big, giant screen TV, and we're going to sync the broadcast to the radio feed. So you can listen to Wayne and Larry, call the game, and watch the game. It's all free. Doors open up at 1. Kickoff is, what, 2.05 or whatever. Should be an exciting time. 11.48, Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. Eleven fifty one, Jeff Wagner, six twenty, WTMJ. I mentioned this briefly yesterday. Um, U.S. Supreme Court's hearing a really fascinating case today, and you'll you'll probably hear it about, on the, about it on the talking head shows tonight, and um, see it all across news reports tomorrow. If if you have a logo or a design or a name, it's very important to try to get it trademarked. For example, I mean, I'm I'm wearing. I'm wearing an official Green Bay Packers hoodie now. So the, the logo is, is trademarked, and what that means is the Packers are protected. I somebody just can't go out legally and you know duplicate that logo and start selling it. So that's it's important. I mean, it protects them. They have an interest in you know their their property, and they call it you know intellectual property, being you know the trademark, the logo, things that people had thought up. So it's important to be able to get stuff trademarked and patented. There is a provision of federal law that says the the patent office can turn down applications if it deems the, the trademark or what you're seeking to have trademarked or whatever as being disparaging. So this is the big controversy involving the Redskins. The patent office has now said, hey, we don't want to give you trademark protection. Now it doesn't mean the Washington Redskins can't do it, but it means they might have a tougher time trying to enforce it if people want to sell stuff with the Redskins logo and things like that. So this is an ongoing battle that's, that's occurring. There is a group. It's a band. It's four Asian-American men. They call the band the Slants. Which is of course you know it 's a derogatory term, but these are Asian guys, and they actually their theory is hey this is we, we call this reappropriation we are trying to take a name which is a derogatory term and we're trying to take it back but regardless that's these are four Asian American men that is a derogatory term towards Asian Americans but they say we, we this is what we call our band and we want to do it well the the trademark office has refused to allow them to trademark that name, so a matter of fact this the, the last album that they put out, Um, it's called The Band Who Must Not Be Named. (laughs) That's it, because they're, they're told that they're not being allowed to do it. Well, they sued. They said, look, first of all, we have a First Amendment right to do this. The government can't tell us, you know, shouldn't be in the business of deciding what is offensive and what isn't offensive? Who decides that? You know, this we have our First Amendment right to do whatever. And what happened is they lost in lower courts, they won overwhelmingly in the Federal Appeals Court, and so now the matter goes to the U.S. Supreme Court. The Supreme Court's hearing arguments about this today. Now, you, you might not care about the band particularly, but the bigger issue is if the band wins, that means I think it's pretty clear that the Redskins, you know, are going to be able to be able to trademark their logo as well. But but that case is being heard by the United States Supreme Court this morning. I think it's going to be fascinating. I got to tell you, I think the band I just I think that I think that the government shouldn't be in the business of trying to decide What's offensive and what isn't offensive? The marketplace does that, and what's offensive to you might not be offensive to me and or vice versa. I You can go broke trying to predict what the Supreme Court's going to do, but I think the band wins today in the Supreme Court. We'll know in a couple months. In less than two and a half minutes, we'll find out what Eric Bilstad has coming up on WTMJ Today. 1157 Jeff Wagner 620 WTMJ Eric Bilstead. Well I know partly where we're going because the man Wayne yes. LaRivi is
1: here as well This is a treat it's championship week of course Packers and Falcons so Wayne LaRivi is giving us an hour of his busy week he's going to join us in studio we'll take your calls we'll talk all things Packers it it we, should be a good week When
0: we were doing the Monday morning quarterbacks I yeah. actually I had to interrupt Wayne at one point because it was one of the callers who wanted to complain about Mike McCarthy's play calling and I just I <laughs> I, I, I I just I couldn't I couldn't stand it I'm mean, <laughs> Wait, I did. I mean, you want to complain about Mike McCarthy's play calling? And I'm thinking, okay, they've just beaten the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, and the guys are arguing they were running too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you can't Whatever. win. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, wow. it was. It's like, okay, there's 32 teams in the NFL. They're down to one of the last four, and you're complaining mm-hmm. about.
1: They Cole. were running
0: too much. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> this is a fun week just because of the pageantry that comes with it, too. It's not just the game, which, of course, everyone's looking forward to, but all the media contingent, they all come into title Town now. There's a lot going on in Atlanta that, that ramps up for this game. So there's so much to dive into. and if I think I'm right, Wayne, this, I think, is at least your sixth, right, title Six, game? Six, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. I think I had two in Chicago, 85 and 88, and then <clears throat> fourth one here. Yeah,
0: well, How about that? Well, hopefully we'll be back for Wayne's second Super Bowl, um, you know, in Houston. Second Super mm-hmm. Bowl with the Packers. Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, It'll right, right. be great. Right with the Packers. Okay, stick around. Wayne Laravy, Eric Bilstadt, WTMJ today. I am back 8.30 tomorrow, and we do this all again. Have a great Wednesday. Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. It's 11.59.